Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. LaFondra looking to get close side of Funk. LaFondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rails preview show, supported by Phantom Bruco. This is about take three of this, so we've managed to finally get into it. And it's all down to me, James, wasn't it? Uh, I, I had a bit of a shocker there, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, how many times have we got to play Bristol City? I mean, I think it's the third <laughs> time now with your, with your intros, as much as I like a trip to Ashton Gate. Uh, I'd much rather yeah. move on now. Yeah, yeah. We're actually playing Birmingham this weekend, and I'm really worried I've got that wrong, but I am right, aren't I, James? <laughs> yep. So, you've been up to the training ground today. Obviously, the points deduction has all been confirmed a couple of days ago. And if you want to listen to our podcast reaction to that, there's one that's now available. It is uh, very imaginatively called Six Point Deduction Confirmed. So uh, it is very direct. And there's also one by Kieran Maguire that you might want to go back and listen to as well. This is a football finance expert, which uh, we've had quite a lot of listens to, which we really appreciate. So give those a, a listen and see us, tell us what you think about them. But James, you're from the Reading Chronicle. You've been up to the training ground today. What's the kind of mood like amongst everyone there? Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting one. Um, it's one of those weird sort of things where it's almost relief now that it's kind of happened. I mean, it's been spoken about for almost a month now and nobody knew and it was always, oh, it's coming this week, it's coming this week and it never came, never came. Um, and obviously it came yesterday. I think everyone's now like, right, you know, it's happened now. It's fully confirmed. It's on the league table. We're down to 20th. You know, we can park that now and just move on and focus on the final seven games to stay up, which is weird because I've never once been relieved to get a points deduction. But I think this week I'm just relieved that there's no rumours, there's no potential, there's no hanging over. It's all done and dusted and now we've just got seven matches. We can focus on the pitch again, which is nice. I mean, you say it's nice to focus on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I, I, I do agree. It has been a really hard week for uh, Reading fans and it is a kind of relief that it's done. We now know where we stand. There's no like if, much, if, much and maybes. It's like... Where are we going? And but the pressure now is on the players to deliver 
um, against a team that we have a really bad record against at home, Birmingham, over the last five or six years. It's not been great, but I'm kind of optimistic, I think, blindly. I think that's the mode that I'm going to enable for the next few weeks, James. I mean, I don't know about yourself. You've obviously got the combination of fan, reporter, what is your mood? How do you feel it's going to go in the next couple of games? Because obviously we've got Preston and we've got Birmingham coming up on Friday. Yeah, the main mood is just trepidation. It's uh, yeah, it's all, at the life of a fan, it's all out of our hands, isn't it? You know, we've just got to go there every week and, uh, you know, sit there and just hope, as you say, blindly, just hope that they'll pull something out of the bag. I think they're good enough to be able to stay up this year. I think they've got good enough to scrape out results. It's all just about this hangover and how, sort of how much this deduction news will hang over them, how quickly they can shake it off and, and get back to picking up results because they haven't been in great form in this calendar year. Um, and, you know, the form they're in at the minute probably wouldn't be enough to stay up uh, with the upticks in form of other teams. But three wins, it's probably all we need to we need to dig out. Three wins. Uh, we've got more than three winnable games in there. So it's now just, I think, down to the players and the management staff to go out there and do it. Yes, it definitely is. And in classic RFC style, we've managed to pick up some injuries. So, <laughs> uh, possibly our best player, Yaku Meite, against uh, Bristol City on Saturday, has rolled his ankle. Now, I thought he was really good. Mm. Uh, it'd be a big blur if he was to miss out, James. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a big blur. He just offers something different to all the other strikers. He's just got the, the energy to run and run and run. And, you know, although he doesn't always know what he's doing with his feet, they more, you know, sometimes it does end up with a goal. Um, it's not been his most productive season this year, but he's still the player like such as Lucas Zhao as well, where they can just create something out of nothing, um, which I'm not so sure the others are. I think the others are all quite sort of, they do what they do well. You know, Andy Carroll isn't going to suddenly, you know, whip out a flip-flap and, and bamboozle defenders. It's not what he does. He's good at doing what he does. Whereas Mate, I remember on Saturday, that bit where he was out on the left, he sort of chopped in on himself and the defender just stood there and he got down to byline and pulled it back. And you thought that little that little moment, that second, there's not many players in the squad at the minute, especially that are fit, that are capable of doing that. Um, so, you know, he'll be a big miss if, he, if he's not to not to have some involvement. Yeah, no, totally. Let's hope that he is fit. Carol seems to be from, you know, what we've had over the last few years, carrying in a hernia issue. Um Obviously, was an assist for the goal on Saturday. There are limitations that we all know that we just said he's not certainly going to pull out some like Rabona. I can't <laughs> see that. I mean, I'm trying to see that. Just imagine <laughs> that it's like pulls it out and he got like Tom Holmes on the end of it. That would be that would be magical, wouldn't it, James? No moment of the season, <laughs> a moment of the imaginary season of which we win the league with 109 points. I think oh, 120. I'm going full <laughs> in. Your <laughs> <Sure>, imagination. <laughs> Yeah, no, obviously we are hope he is uh, fit. It uh, looks like Tom Ince, he's not going to be available for a good few weeks. Um, that is someone we'd obviously like to have available. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to keep going on about it because, um, you know, that's what the manager manages to do. Um, but he is, you know, as many people know, you know he's, he's the only real creative player in that midfield. He's the only one that's got that eye for a pass to send someone through or to... You know, he's he's got his downfalls and, you know, he's not... But, you know, we're not here to judge him on his uh, shouting ability or even his personality, which we don't really know. But all we can know is we've never really let Reading down on the pitch. And that's the important thing. Top scorer, top assister. And, you know, he's the only real player that's capable of doing a bit of magic. Um, 
But if they can get him back for the last two games against Wigan and Huddersfield, he could be the game changer, really. If he comes back involved, he could be the t- the player that splits the two teams, which they're the two crucial games. Yes, but in good news, we've got Scott Dam coming back. So um, <laughs> that is, uh, you never know. He could be the guy that creates the, the massive defensive block or goal. Or, you just don't know, do you, James? I mean, he's got a lot of stuff stick all season, which isn't hasn't been his fault. I don't think. I mean, I think he's been fine when he played. You never know. There could be a hero that we just don't expect. Who expected Tom McIntyre McIntyre to come Mm. on two goals last season, right at the end? Exactly. I think he has got a bit of unfair stick because of the way he was used. I I don't think a 37-year-old is the right player to bring on with 10 minutes to go when you're under pressure to see a game out. And it's no real surprise that they then concede seemingly every time Scott Dan came on. But when he started games, I think he's been absolutely fine. You know, he's He's rallied the defence quite well. He's obviously got, you know, it's decent when he's got quicker defenders to flank him on either side. Um, but no, I think he's, you know, he's someone I'd much rather have in the team than out of it from the start. I certainly wouldn't use him as an impact sub or however Ince wants to describe his uh, act of bringing him on with a few minutes to go. But no, that, that's for me is how I think about some of the youngsters. You know, why can't it be Kelvin this year? You know, Kelvin, he pop off the bench, get a couple of goals and, you know, suddenly a, a new star is born. You know, we need a Jamari Clark moment from someone. And um, why can't it be Kelvin? Yeah, you just don't know. And a good thing is that Paul Ince looks like he's uh, decided that we're going to try and win some games. So, I mean, I'm really happy about that after his comments today. Uh, I mean, I get what he's saying, but it just doesn't come across well, does it really? Um, Yeah, it's just sometimes I wonder where he's going with the comments that he makes at these presses. But you're the one who deals with him, James, and uh, your relationship is obviously miles better than any other Redden fan. So... How do you see it when he comes out with these things? Do you think, I can't believe he's saying that sometimes, or you just you just, just roll with it? Yeah, you just roll with it. You, the thing is, it's one of those things, you know what he means, so you know it means well. He's just sometimes, you know, he's not a poet laureate. You know, he's not going to stand there and he doesn't know everything that comes out of his mouth isn't, you know, the, always the most crisp and finished article. But, you know, everyone gets the gist. Everyone knows what he means. And it is a total shift in mentality. Uh, and it's quite good for him to, you know, admit that, you know, things were different because everyone's been calling for it and social media saying how sort of negative and slightly defensive it is. Um, you know, so it's nice for him to come out and acknowledge it. And who knows, we can go 4-2-4 on, Saturday, on Friday and absolutely blow Birmingham away 6-0. I mean, I can't see it myself, but, you know, strange things have happened. I, I'm so ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ready for that. That would be amazing. So now here we go, James. This is the moment when we make the predictions. And I went for one all last week. So I just want to point okay. that one out. What, what, what we're one go? all then? Because I got one this year as well. Uh, I'm going to go... <laughs> oh, look at that. You got one right, Paul, finally. Well, I... yeah, we're 1-1. One, one. So you've got seven <laughs> games to split us. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Reading. I think it'll be another one of those classic ints tight games. I think we might nick it. Yeah, I'm going to go the same, which is a mm. bit of a problem because then you can't catch <laughs> up on me. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go three one. I'll be blindly optimistic. Oh. Why not? I think that's the mode I'm taking on. So thanks a lot, James. Keep listening because now we have a Birmingham fan on from Blue Focus who'll be talking to Matt Lansley. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of our preview of the, uh, I was going to say weekend game there, no it's Friday, good Friday football, we're of course playing Birmingham City and we've flipped over to the view from the opposition, Uh, now we're going to take a quick preview of Birmingham City and to do so we've got Tommy from Blues Focus, how are you doing Tommy? I'm good man, how are you? All good, yeah. No, well I I, I say all good, Reading FC, (laughs) it's just, it's the bane of every Reading fan's life at the moment and has been the last five, six years really. But um but yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna touch upon Reading FC because to be honest <laughs> we're all bored of it. We're gonna truly focus on Birmingham City. Um obviously because we're playing you at the weekend and it's been an interesting season for you guys. Very up and down. Eustace's first season obviously for you guys but sitting uh 16th in the table 48 points kind of a mid-table mediocrity finish for you guys, <laughs> which is probably a nice place to be given your past four, five, six seasons. Yeah, I suppose it is in a strange way. It's been a very, like you say, up and down season. It's been very unpredictable at times. Um, I just feel, though, a bit deflated really about the club itself because it feels like we've been going nowhere and it feels like we're still going nowhere. Uh, I feel like we're both in very similar situations. We're in the same boat pretty much with how we are in the championship but um yeah i suppose if we do finish above 16th considering we haven't finished above 17th for seven seasons or whatever ridiculous that is now 15 then... 16 oh god uh, <laughs> a long time <laughs> very long time i was in year eight of high school when that was last one i'm in university now <laughs> that's ridiculous that is that's a um, long time <laughs> yeah but um yeah, I, I, I think it is a minor success, I suppose, but it's progression, I suppose. But yeah, it's still not great, is it? No, nobody really wants to finish 16th in a season, do they? No, no. no. I mean, every, every, every fan, no matter where you are, you're always looking for that playoff push, aren't you, in the championship? Because you always come into it. You've got, it's cliche to say, but you've always got 15, 16 teams that always think, oh, Playoff push, playoff push, playoff push, but um, but but yeah, it never never quite materializes like that. You don't have sixteen teams all uh, fighting for the playoffs at the end of the season. That would be quite a season if you did. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, kind of. You say it's a bit deflating, but kind of 
few, few guys finishing the season relatively strong. I mean, you lost five games, three wins, one loss. Do you think there's probably hope going forwards for you guys? And um, I mean, thoughts on Eustace as well for going forwards? Well, I think Eustace has done well with the team and the situation he's been in this season, to be fair to him, um, even though it is still mediocre, really. Um, but considering he hasn't been that much, well, he hasn't been a championship manager before. He has been a first team manager before at um, uh, Kidderminster Harriers. I, I nearly got crucified there. We don't talk about <laughs> Kidderminster Harriers. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have mentioned that name in this podcast. <laughs> one of my mates, bad memories. <laughs> one of my mates on the podcast, Zach, um, used to play for Kidderminster Harriers, and um, right, hopefully I think not that, last year. No, definitely no, wasn't good. last year. Um, but he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he would have. Um, he'd have had my head if I'd have forgotten that team name. It was just literally just vanished from my head at that point. Um, but I, I, I've liked Eustace, really. I feel like he's a, a decent manager. He's an okay bloke as well. Um, and he's done well to keep us in the division, I suppose, this season. We're definitely on course for that at the moment. Um, a lot of people had us going down. I mean, I was definitely thinking this was the season. I was thinking in a prayer. We, we haven't got a manager who has been a championship manager before. We've hardly even had players come through the door. But he's managed to work something and get something out of them and We've done all right, to be fair to him. We've, we've we've managed to stay up. I think at the moment, I'm not saying that we're definitely safe. Such would. I'm not, we're not going down at the moment. <laughs> I think with 48 points, you're probably just about there. I think with the amount yeah. of teams below you, it's uh, it's probably a nice, nice, comfortable finish for for, for you guys, which uh, is probably a welcome relief, I think, for for, for you guys given the past mm. few seasons. Um, I mean, with 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 the past few games form getting a bit better what 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 what's kind of been behind it do you think obviously you've the the one game you lost was to Watford away um mm. which I mean, I mean they're so unpredictable at the moment Watford but your other games in there um Blackburn very good win Rotherham mm. again QPR you know as is there kind of much hope going forwards what's kind of been the 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 kind of consensus in those games I think we've been lucky recently in terms of the wins that they've come at the right time. So obviously QPR are not in good form. Blackburn, probably not. They've always had a bad away record and they've got a terrible away record this season. And I think with the Watford loss, it was more or less a, a look on us, really. The fact that, um, if I'm right in thinking, we'd already come off a win or at least a draw, a good result at least. <laughs> and then we decided to go to Watford and park the bus with five at the back against a very strong athletic team rather than going for it ourselves so I think that's where Eustace can probably learn as a manager really in terms of like how he picks his teams and how he goes about those games because really what he should have done that night is done is have made a bit of a it would have gone for it really because we had some great chances towards the start of that second half after already being two nil down we didn't take them but we should have done that the first half and then really have gone for it at the first bit and then you know you you, you merge it out don't you but it was too too late in the end, and we lost three 0 So, um, yeah, I feel like um, that needs to. He'll, he'll he will learn from those things, and um, when he does, I feel like he will be a decent manager. To be fair to him, he just needs to learn from those mistakes, and I think he will. Might be taking one too many things from the Paul Ince playbook. Maybe parking the bus away from home. <laughs> yeah, it's never, never a good choice, honestly. 
no it isn't it isn't and um yeah hopefully that doesn't creep in because um yeah it's pretty shit to watch i can't lie it's awful there's no, yeah there's no other way to put it <laughs> we, we traveled all the way down i think it was a tuesday night as well it was definitely a midweek game all the way down to watford of all places mm. it's an incredibly long journey for us living in birmingham and even me i live up north as well so it's even more of a longer journey so it's just and then to get there and sit back and just watch watford try and counter attack because it's like but no, I didn't want I didn't want to come and watch that. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> a few bright sparks for you kind of this season though. Um and it's been interesting to see is kind of um a few links to some Manchester United youngsters. Mm-hmm. Hannibal obviously being one. I remember when you guys played us back in December, had a fantastic game that night. Being quite up and down through the season, but a good youngster. Um mm-hmm. also Chong as well. Um obviously got got him on a permanent, I think, didn't you, in the summer? I did, yeah. Been, been um, two two potential kind of bright sparks for the season. Yeah, I think they've um, they've done well. They're young players still. Uh, they're not very seasoned players yet, but of course you get that for your younger players. You get mistakes from them, and you get them tired of when they play a certain amount of games. Um, I think Craig Gardner, who I can't remember what role he is at the Blues, um, but I think he's got some good contacts with people at Man United because I think Darren Fletcher is their um, managing director or whatever his role is at Man United. And obviously they were teammates at West Brom. Um, so it's a great link to have. And we've been linked with other players like Ahmed uh, Diallo, who plays for uh, Sunderland now as well, uh, before in the past. So it's, it's it's good to have, really. And considering where we are in terms of finance, really, the fact that we can't really buy players. I mean, we did buy Chong, but we were in the mid of a, a bit of a takeover, which eventually fell flat, um, which looked like we were... Yeah, obviously, we I think we paid two point four million for him. I think that was the rough estimate. Um, but in, in this time where we've can't really buy players, loan players at the same time, it'll be all right, you know. And Man United youngsters are in need of game time, so and we're in desperate need for some players. So Hannibal and Chong have been good signings, you know, good players to have in the team. And you know, they work there. I've never doubted their work ethic or anything. Um, I just feel like with them being younger players, they could uh, they just need a few more few more games and a bit more seasons really to find their pace. I think. Yeah, I mean, seemingly part of your creativity is those two second and third on on the assist charts. Kind of top of that mm. at the moment is Bakuna as well, who I think recently got a call up to. I, I can't pronounce their national team. Car- yeah, I, Car- I struggle. Curacao, I think. Oh, Curacao. Yeah, and that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Recently got a got a call up for for their national team, but I think um, certainly got the better of the two Bakunas. We're we're very uh, well aware of uh, his brother Leandro Bakuna, who's uh, <laughs> not not uttered in these in these parts. He wasn't wasn't wasn't. Yeah, crap, really. But, <laughs> well, he's um, an old Villa I mean, player as well, so I'm not a big fan oh, of his. But of course, yeah. Well, he play right back there. He he left Villa saying that he wanted to go and play Champions League football and ended up at Reading FC. So um, yeah, it was quite, <laughs> quite 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 the difference really. Um, but yeah, it seemingly got the better of the two Bakunas because he's uh, certainly come on the last few weeks. Yeah, he's a younger man as well as um, he's at 25, 26, I think at the moment. Bakuna, Janino uh, Bakuna, who's ours. Uh, I think his brother's a fair bit older than him. I think he's about thirty three, if I'm not wrong. I think I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, he's been good. He's another one of those players who's a little bit unpredictable um, at times. Uh, he used to play for Huddersfield, I think, in the Premier League, if I'm not wrong. And they said that on his day, you know, he is fantastic. He's a world beater. But when he falls into those bits of bad form, really, it sticks with him at times. So 
he's a very up and down player in a very up and down team. But you know, when he's doing good, we seem to do good, and when he's not playing good, we don't really seem seem to do good. So, yeah, I I, I like the guy. I think he's um a very technical and very talented footballer. I feel though he might just be a bit let down by his. I don't want to say his attitude because that feels like a bad mark on him, but for lack of a better term, because I can't think of one off the top of my head at the moment, I feel like his attitude might let him down at times. But I don't know. It's it's something along those lines at least, yeah. Might be a family trait maybe because uh, his (laughs) his attitude was um, pretty shocking to say the least. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but kind kind of with with your forwards though, I mean, feeding your forwards, you've got two very seasoned forwards one of them though is not going to be playing at the weekend and that's Troy mm. Deeney who has been out I, I, you said before um uh, we had a quick chat about him before he said he's been out since January Troy January yeah. yeah um I think it was the game against Huddersfield um if I'm not wrong in thinking uh he overstretched for a shot and it went over the bar uh I think he might have pulled a calf muscle or something which mm. understandably so for a man of his age in his football career it's He's more prone to nicks and knocks nowadays, I suppose. And um, yeah, it's just one of those things, really. But uh, aside from the fact, I think he's done, he's had a much better season this year. Um, he came last season and his, he just couldn't kick into gear, I don't think. He'd obviously come back from an injury um, after being with Watford. Um, but as well, I think he might have underestimated how physical the championship can still be. Obviously, you go up to the Premier League and everything's, you know, everything's elite up there. But you come back down to the Championship and you think, right, I can slow down a little bit and find my own pace. But I don't know. You might have been taken surprised by that, really, because it's it's a very physical league as um, teams like Millwall and uh, Watford are still in the in the league. And, you know, they batter teams about, really. Um, but I feel like, though, with Troy, he probably needs to, consider whether playing is still his best route really he's been rumored having um, a coaching role at the club um and although he has got seven goals this season i think three of them have come from penalties um and most of the goals have been fox in the box sort of ones um and that's not a bad that's not um there's nothing bad on his as a, his ability or his um his work ethic i, like I say every player at the blues is always works really hard and always gives it 100% out of there. It's just whether they can do it sometimes. And uh, I just wonder whether Troy is starting to come towards the end of his career and he's he's trying and he just he just can't get the results out he wants anymore, which is a bit of a disappointment considering he's um, it's a bit upsetting. No, I can't think of the word. Um, considering he's a Blues fan. Yeah, I don't want to say disappointing though because it makes him sound like he's a, he's been disappointing. But mm. yeah, I can't think of the word. I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm struggling with my words tonight. <laughs> well, he's he's it'll be 35 going into next season. Um, I have to yeah. say, I'm a bit I'm a bit disappointed because I was looking forward to the Andy Carroll v Troy Deeney battle that we could have had this weekend, but um, yeah, isn't to be, isn't to be. It's just going to be Andy shame, Carroll on yeah. his own. You've got Shane Long though, haven't you? Uh, we do if he was fit. He's out injured oh. for I think the season. So he, he, I, shame. I think it was a. No, it was it was it, it's it's a weird injury. I don't think it's a muscle injury. I think it's like a nerve injury or something. Mm. Um, really weird one. Um, but but yeah, he's been been a bit injured and um, yeah, um, bit of a shame really. Um, we all knew he wasn't going to be quite what he was when he when he left us. But um, yeah, but, but but yeah, kind of leading the line for you guys at the moment. Two guys really that is well known to Reading fans. Um, Janusovic is that how you pronounce his name? 
Lukas Djukovic. Djukovic. Uh, that's oh, him, I, yes. <laughs> he, he's an absolute menace of a striker after. I always hate playing him. Um, and mm. the other one is Scott Hogan. Um, yes. who everyone always says this, but always, even back in his Brentford days, always used to score against us. Um, I do remember, I think he got two one season when, uh, actually, no, 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 it wasn't two. It was one, one, one for you. And then when we came back three, three, one at your place, I think it was just yes. before COVID, but he, always um, seemed... it was, yeah, it was, it was literally the game before COVID actually. I remember it well. Um, and he was on fire at that point. He was, you know, he just, he come on loan from us and he scored seven goals in his first eight appearances, I think. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't followed in the same steps as he started out on. Um, but yeah, I like both of them. I think they're great. I mean, we sort of cult hero Duke, really, uh, Dukovic, just because he's a, he, he suits the sort of culture that we have at the Blues, which is getting stuck in and, you know, winning headers, you know, proper... Hard work. Yeah, we love a bit of that really at the Blues. You don't have to be the best technical player or anything. You just show a load of work and you'll get the respect off the fans. And really, that's he's built his um, legacy off at the Blues really from that. And yeah. even at 34, which he is now, he was, I think it was his birthday a couple of days ago, um, he's still in the first team. And I always thought at this age, he would have either been sold or retired or done a coaching job or something. I don't know. But He's still in the first team and he's still scoring goals and still creating chances. So fair play to him. You know, he's somehow he's managed to keep on going. I'm not too sure as well, because the man gets battered about as well. It's amazing. <laughs> Are you playing two up top as well with those two now or with? I Hogan do. And... I don't know. I think it's more of a 4-2-2 when we use Kadra and Chang out wide. Um, but I feel like, we use more of a four-two-three-one at times. If we play George Hall through the middle, who's uh, one of our youngsters, who's who was fantastic at the weekend um, against Blackburn. I I don't know really. It, it's it can be quite chop and changing at times. I remember when we went to Watford, we played a different left back and played five at the back for the first time in two games, and it was like, where's this come from? This wasn't part of the plan. So um, yeah, I feel like um, I, I'd hope to see the same formation but if we could see Hogan and Djukovic up front um we might he might go for something different he might change things up it's quite a nice front too I think that is their classic championship like I say Djukovic always causes a problem whoever mm. he plays big guy strong guy barrels about yeah it's uh and uh and Scott Hogan is fantastic in behind one-on-one -on -one situations yeah. particularly this season not usually in seasons prior but one-on-one -on -one situations he's been much better this season yeah, exactly. You got a hat trick against West Brom earlier in the season, and he really had a good spell of form. Um, he's not been quite the same since he's come back from injury, but I feel like um, it's just injuries, I suppose. But really, he's been much better this season. Really, I, I do hope he gets a few more goals though, because he got ten last season, and he said that he wanted more um, after having a fairly disappointing season. So I hope for him that he does get more goals and he does get like at least. 14 perhaps for a few more before the end of the season hopefully don't take this the wrong way but hopefully that's not this weekend hopefully yeah. it's the final six games um where he gets all those goals <laughs> yeah. um kind of looking ahead to this weekend then um and the game what what what, what what's your thoughts towards it are you predicting you're going to predict a win for for birmingham this weekend i suppose the form would suggest that but we hardly 
ever win away at Reading, really. I mean, we have in the last few seasons. We won at um, we won in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen and in twenty twenty. Um, but usually our track record away or or just against Reading in general is always pretty bad. Um, I always feel like we always lose two one. It just seems to be always the same scoreline stuck in my head. Like last season, you won 2-1 at home and 2-1 away as well. So it's like, I don't know, I could see that happening again just because it's Reading. It's always Reading. We always lose bloody 2-1 against Reading. <laughs> well, you've only lost 2-1 to us, I think, once in the past about 20 well, I definitely... games. I definitely remember last season we lost two twice. One at home. Twice, actually, two yes. I missed, I missed yeah. last season's twice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know. It's it. I, I never feel very confident against Reading, although I do remember in 2009 when we were both going for the Premier League, we, we did win 2-1. So maybe that's when my brain's getting muddled up with that. I don't gonna... know. I just don't very feel very confident against Reading. What, what are you going to say for the result? Give us a prediction. I would go for a 2-2 because I think it might be one of those games where neither team can defend. Um, it High could just be one of those. Reading. Yeah, and we're very we're, we're a fairly strong defensive team, I would say. We just are prone to stupid dis- mistakes sometimes. Like sometimes, I mean, in the game against Swansea this season, we won 4-3. It was the most chaotic game I think I've been to since since we lost 5-4 to Leeds. We've had some chaotic games in the last few seasons. We really have. Um, but the third goal that Swansea got, John Ruddy comes and clears it, and he just gives it straight to the attacker who rolls it in the empty net, John Perot. And everybody's just gobsmacked by it. Like John Ruddy's been our most consistent goalkeeper in the last how many years? And he makes that mistake, and it's like, where did that come from? It's, <laughs> that's I, th- I suppose that ties in with the inconsistency this season, really. It's... Um, I don't know. We we can be very solid at the back. One mistake and it's a goal and we could lose 1-0, you know, but I don't know. It's one of those things. So I imagine 2-2 because I think we can get a couple of goals and I can't see us really keeping them out of the other end and I feel Reading equally the same. And we're equal teams, I suppose, really, in the in the way that things are in the moments in the championship. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Well, I've not predicted a win on this preview for about the last six or seven games. Um, I don't know. I like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to break that. I know it's, I know we're going to lose now. I know we're going to lose, but um, you know, two, one, let's, let, let's go for it. <laughs> you, 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 you said we always win two, one. So let's, let's hope for a two, one Reading win tomorrow. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go two, one Reading. Um, Andy Carroll. Yeah. Let's, Andy Carroll double. Why not? He's a donkey, oh, but why not? <laughs> I would hate that, honestly. I think he's he if he definitely always scores against stuff. I'm always sure of that. He, when we went to West Ham in the FA Cup under Gary Monkey in 2019, we we're in a goal down in the first minute um on out of which scores. And then we were getting into the game towards the end of it, and uh Andy Carroll comes on and scores 2-0, game over. Just like oh, knew it, absolutely knew it that Andy Carroll was gonna score. Well, Andy, channel that inner, inner backup <laughs> fixture that, that 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 you scored in. Come on, get get us get us three points. We need it. We absolutely need it. <laughs> After you, it was six points. Six deduction, points. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Points. It's ne- well, never ending. Seemingly, seemingly never <laughs> ending. But um, but yeah, fingers crossed. We can we can get the get the win at the weekend. But um, but yeah. Um, 
we're going to wrap it up there um, for, for for the preview. We'll, of course, be back after the Birmingham game where we'll be reviewing the game, win, draw or loss. We'll be, we'll be back, obviously, um, reviewing that game. Um, Tommy, thank you so much for joining us on uh, uh, on the podcast. It's been a pleasure, obviously, having you along. Um, obviously, if, you, if anyone wants to get to speed with any Birmingham City content and stuff, uh, be sure to go check out Blues Focus, uh, where Tommy and the crew obviously uh, come from. So, uh, yeah, go check them out. And um, until until the next time, we will we'll catch you, obviously, after the Birmingham game. Thanks very much, everyone. <laughs>